When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to Season 2, Episode 9 of The Psychologists Are In. I'm Maggie Lawson. And I'm her podcast partner in crime, Timothy Elmondson. And today, we are talking about Bounty Hunters, the episode where Sean and Gus help a runaway suspect uh, and have a lot of action, and where Jules and Sean get a little closer than usual. I loved this episode. I forgot how much I love this episode. Anyway, that's enough for me. Enjoy. Tim, I love it. I want my merch. It looks so good on you. I love it. Thanks. I like the shirt a lot. See, now I can just say like, Tim, what are you going to do? And you don't even have to say it. I can just go like, I'm going to podcast the shit out <laughs> exactly. of it. Exactly. Oh, I can't wait. I don't know where mine. Mine must be lost in the mail. I'm going to, I'll be next. I'll be next. And then we can be twinsies. We can match. We can be matchy matchy. Yay. I like seeing the, um, the little pineapple sternbush. <laughs> <laughs> I have another special guest appearance coffee mug for later in the episode. I love it. Yeah, buy some merch, people. Um, Tim, you look fantastic. Your hair, it's, it's like, it's its full, it's big. You gotta, you it's gotta. Got some, it's, it's, it's got some body to it today. It looks really good. Not, not gonna I lie. I think really it's just like several days build up a product that just kind of got re reactivated. It works though. It works. Thanks. Sometimes when sometimes when our hair is dirty, it like it's it's better. The old line of you know I just wash my hair and I can't do a thing with yes, it. Yes, because it's so clean. It's because clean hair is hard to uh, style up. And, and that's why I just I just and like flimsy. You know, it's like it's like soft. It's soft. It's hard to it's hard to shape. Um, Tim, you had a really uh, big anniversary this last week. And that you celebrated this weekend. I did indeed. Thanks for bringing that up. It was five years, right? It was my five-year stroke anniversary. Yeah, five-year stroke anniversary. Well, also was my stroke survival anniversary. Exactly. So wait, what did you do to celebrate? Well, uh, last night or the other night, Alice and I went to our favorite old Hollywood haunt, Musco Franks, in um, on Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood. The best. Which is where we had our second date. So um, we went and had some meals and martinis at um, our favorite spot with two of our dear friends, Marco Mona. Meals and martinis with Marco Mona at Moose and Frank's. It's a lot of M <laughs> lot sounds. Of, it is a lot of M sounds. Throw throw Maggie in there next time. and uh... Yeah, I mean, it would be much more fun with M meals, Maggie, Moose and Frank's, and Marco <laughs> Mona. It would be the best combination ever. But then on the actual day, I celebrated by um, just going for a walk in my backyard. And just doing laughs for two hours while listening to our podcast, which I tend to do on Thursdays. I've chosen Thursdays to be my walk a mile day. So I, I list, put the podcast in and just start doing laps on my back patio for an hour or two hours. And this particular last Thursday, I hit a new milestone of a uh, milestone of my miles. I hit a mile and three quarters. Tim. And my legs are still sore, actually. <laughs> I, well, I get, I get, I, I look so forward to your texts on Thursdays. 
Um, he, Tim sends me the screenshot of the steps and his, and his mileage. And you're my number one cheerleader. I got I got to fill you in. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, I look forward to it and I love it. And, you know, I know that I said this to you in a voice note, um, cause that's how we talk to each other, uh, over the weekend. But I like, and I know everybody listening, I know people like feel this from you as well. You're, I, I, lit, I mean, I know like you look up the definition of warrior and it is a picture of you. Like, yeah, but Maggie, you can make me cry this or the end of the podcast, <laughs> but it's true. And I try to put into words this spirit that you have. It is like, it, it is, it's something else. Like you are something else. And even immediately after, I remember, gosh, was that like July? I believe that we were at your house for a party and you stood up. Would that have been the same? You like stood up and gave a speech. I remember. Yeah, that was, that was I think, my 49th birthday. Yes. And I think all of us watching you, we were like, wh- who, what, what are you? <laughs> it, you are, you are truly, uh, there is, I, I've, I've not come across, uh, anyone like you ever. And, and I, I mean, that was, that is pre and post stroke, but at the same time, um, seeing what you've done, your absolute resilience, your joy and your power and your brilliance. And it's just, and your strength and your love, like your light is, is it's like brighter. It, it's, it got brighter. I, I don't think a lot of people can say that. Anyway, I love you so much. And I have thought about you uh, over these last few days so much. And I thought about that time so much. And just people, you know, you're listening to greatness right now when you're listening to Mr. Amundsen. If this was a, a video podcast, they would see the massive smile on my face and the um, holding back the tears. Because here's my, you want to know the secret, Maggie, to all this? What is it, Tim? The secret of my success is I surround myself with the best people in the world. I have the most amazing, supporting, supportive group of friends like you and, of course, my darling, loving family. I couldn't have done this any of this without Allison. And my, really, like, my psych family is just the tip of the iceberg. I... I, we love you, but I will also say that's a reflection of you. These are the people you've attracted into your life. It is a deep, 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 deep love. It's beyond, it's beyond. Um, but that's because of you. So thank you, but it's all you. Well, reg- regardless, I'm a blessed man for it, for all of you. And we are blessed to know you. So there. All right. Okay, that was I'm a really podcast over. What? <laughs> I was saying I'm really glad this isn't isn't a visual podcast today. <laughs> um, I I I thank you for uh, talking about it, and we'll, we'll talk, talk about it well, more. Thank too you for bringing it up. You're so inspiring to so many people, and um, you inspire me every single day. And um, anyway, all right. Um, well, that means the world to me because you're one of the closest people in my life. So I'm glad that I am obviously have that effect on you. That means the world to me. Yeah, it's a it's a profound effect every day. Um, anyway, I love you so much, Tim. <laughs> Hi, Maggie. Tim. <Damn! laughs>
Maggie? Welcome to episode nine of uh, season two. Um, oh my God, do you believe we're on episode effing nine? I can't believe we're already halfway done with this season of our amazing The Psychologists Are In Psych Rewatch podcast. It's some, I, this is crazy. It, time is flying. It's almost going too fast. It's the best day of the week for me. Not only recording it, but I mean, not only listening to it, but recording because I get, I get to hang out with you for 45 minutes. I know. I look forward to it every week too. It's like, oh, yay. I get to see Tim for a little while. We get to share it. We get to talk about all these memories. Um, I loved, I forgot how much I loved this episode. I was reminded how much I loved this episode. And of course I saw Andy Berman wrote. I was like, of course Andy Berman wrote this episode. Um, it's so, so good. I, I, and, and probably the most action we've ever seen. And watching it, I was really impressed with the action. We got to give a shout out to Dan Shea, our amazing stunt coordinator. Yes, Dan Shea. We love Dan Shea so much. He really stunt coordinated the shit out of this episode. <laughs> He did. He stunt coordinated the shit out of it. And Byron, every everybody who who stepped in too. Cause like there's there is one mo- moment though where, oh, maybe I should wait till we get to it. Um, where it is so clearly not James. Oh, it's it's in my notes. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, when we get to it, we'll we'll say I'm sure everyone has seen it, but we, we like, also have to we have to oh, obviously God. give a shout out to this this episode was directed by the amazing John Badham. Yes. Who went on to do four episodes of our show. Yes, he did. Um, and in a little psych premonition. Another psych premonition, yeah. John ended up directing my first episode of Supernatural. Oh, really? Yeah, so by the time um, I got to be on that show, he and I went to dinner before the episode and had a little chat about what we wanted to do with this crazy character of Kane. Oh, you know what I do? I think I remember that. I think I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Um, love it. Well, all right. You got your notes ready? They are so ready. Hang on, let me get my notes ready. They've been uh, written up, scribbled up, transcribed, and uh, been going through them all morning. I love it. Um, same, same, I'm same. I'm excited about this one. I got I got some good stuff, I think. Yeah, I rely on you for the um, premonitions. Okay, so episode nine, Bounty Hunters. All right, I'm just going to... Oh, I totally missed this. The pineapple sighting, Tim, did you get this? I rarely do, so no. Um, there is a picture of a pineapple in the underground garage. Must be where um, Del Becchio was uh, found dead. Wait, that's at the beginning of the episode? No, that would be, they're in the parking garage, I want to say, later, where where he gets kidnapped. Um, um, hold on. And they, they find... Uh, uh, Del Becchio dead, and so wait, so and they smell was, his the gin blossoms. He was murdered. He Del Becchio. It's where they find Del Becchio. Murdered. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, another another title without murder in it. Okay, bounty hunters. So I gotta say that if that's really the pineapple sighting, that's got to be like one of the latest pineapple sightings in an episode ever. Yeah, that is later. Okay. Young Sean and Gus eat ice cream as they watch a bounty hunter arrest a man. They think he's the coolest guy ever. Sean zones out when Henry talks to him, imagining his life as a bounty hunter. (laughs) So cute. Cut back to present day. Lassiter. That bounty hunter, of course, is played by Kevin Kevin Sorbo. Sorbo, um, It's not a premonition. It is a six degrees of Psych and Tim. I first met Sorbo 
in Oz in Auckland, New Zealand, when um, I was down there doing Z doing Zena, and of course was he was Hercules. Yes, he was. And um, so we had this. Um, it was over American Thanksgiving, and they um, some of the producers were Americans, so they put on a um, a nice Thanksgiving spread for the Americans that were there. So I met Kevin there, and then we could also stretch it out to this would be the premonition rather than the six degrees. If we really want to stretch it, Bruce Campbell's was at that dinner, who later guest starred on our show, the <sighs> lovely and talented Bruce Campbell, who's become a great pal. Wow. So it all started at that, that one dinner on the other side in the uh, in the Southern Hemisphere <laughs> in uh, like 1999. Good premonition. I like it. I like this a lot. We like manifested it. Okay. Cut back to present day. Lasseter gives a presentation on a suspect to, to I said out loud, no sling. That's <laughs> <laughs> in my notes too. I think it might have been taken off a little early. Because I think it was. I was, which is why my collarbone is now overlapping. <laughs> I don't. But I there was a there was a lot of movement. I I I ended up walking around a lot and moving that arm a lot in this episode. And I was like, "Where's this thing?" But the nice thing is, I got back into my old shoulder holster. So I really wanted to ask you your opinion. Was my acting that much better in this episode because I suddenly had the shoulder holster back? I think it must have been. I did notice a uh, a real uh, grounding <laughs> of uh, yes. Also, I think your eyes were a teeny bit bluer. I literally Just was like, sparkle, I wrote down. I actually wrote down. I was like, Tim looks great in this episode. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah. So so something was going on. Now I know it was the holster. You had your it was holster the back. back. I love it. One of my most favorite things about my mom, and there are many things. But one of my favorite memories, and, and she still does to this day, is she she makes every holiday and every birthday so, so special, no matter what is going on. She will pack a box of goodies and ship it across the country and make sure that it will be here on time for whatever special occasion it might be. It is the most special thing. Moms are also often one of the few people in our lives who will still leave a voicemail or call us just to say hi. So this Mother's Day, make the next mom call extra special. Spoil your mom with the gift of premium quality wireless audio courtesy of Raycon. Raycon wireless earbuds are a must-have for super moms, all those masters of multitasking who need to keep their hands free. With Raycons, they can stay entertained while listening to their favorite podcast, like the psychologists are in, or music, plus take phone calls with Vivid Voice technology, all hands-free. Raycons are user-friendly for those moms who are just switching to wireless earbuds, easy to set up, easy to use, and seamless Bluetooth pairing. Plus, they come in a bunch of super fun colors, so your mom can find a color that suits her personality and style. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Trust me. She will not have a hard time getting used to them. Thank goodness, because one of my <laughs> one of my favorite things about my mom is whenever I send her something a little uh, technologically advanced or any of that is the phone call after or uh, the FaceTime to walk her through how to set it up. And uh, and I get it. It's always so fun. But I'm telling you, this is so easy to set up. They will not have any trouble. That's one of my favorite things about this. For moms on the go, Raycons offer eight hours of playtime and 32-hour battery life with their compact, portable charging case. They're priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. And Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 49,000 five-star reviews. 
perfectly fitting for a five-star mom. Tell mom how much you love her and make sure she hears it in crystal clear audio quality with Raycon. Go to buyraycon.com slash pineapple and get 15% off your Mother's Day order. That's buyraycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash pineapple. Um, okay, wait, wait, Devin sent a new message and it says, okay, so there are different fruits on the poles in the parking garage. Got it. Okay. Juliet takes the blame for the suspect escaping. She also has a scar on her head. Apparently the suspect headbutted her. Lasseter asks where his coffee is only to find the bounty hunter from earlier is drinking it. Out of this mug? Oh my God. I wrote that down. I was, wait, let me see. Let me see it. Yeah, there it is. Shoot first, drink coffee later. Oh, my God. Wait, that's the actual mug? That's the actual mug that um, fell off a truck on the way home from Vancouver that season. Oh, my gosh. So Lasseter's got two uh, sort of um, mm-hmm. customized mugged mugs in, this, in the show. One is that one that says, shoot first, drink coffee later. And then another one which shows up later in this episode is, um, I think it says detectives do it with a chalk outline. They do. I wrote it down. Or they do. I said they do. Ha, ha, ha. It does, I should say. But also, they do. Okay. Uh, Lasseter doesn't want Juliet on the scene. He tells her she has to stay at the station. Juliet decides to call Sean for help. This was a very cute back and forth with us, I thought. Also, I I I think I wrote down that you were looking out for me. Yeah. Lasseter looking out for Juliet um, by not telling the truth in the presentation. I have to stand up and say what the truth is, but that you wanted to protect me. Because my, my partner may have made a mistake, and so I didn't want her to um, yeah. take the fall. Yeah, it was really, it was really good. Um, I don't know what this note means. Tim will call out the wardrobe for sure. I, I was about to say, <laughs> I was about to call it out. So I don't even have to write it down, um, so you know what no, I'm talking so, about? Um, so O'Hara is in a, um, I chose to call this, um, it's a pomegranate color top, oh. which which pomegranate is a, last week, in last week's episode, you'll all remember, because I'm sure you all listened we established that you were in magenta, which is um, like a fifth cousin to Pepto Pink. Correct. And so because um, pomegranate is is purplish, they're all in the same family tree of Pepto Pink. So even though you're not actually in Pepto Pink, you're still in the family. I'm, I'm def- it's definitely in the family. Um, I also, uh, I feel like there's also something else that you might call out at some point. I don't know why, because I wrote that down. I want to say it was in relation to James. So we'll see if we get to it. And you remember. I, I, actually, I do have a call out. When they, when the boys are look sitting there looking at our um, bird, our um, bounty hunter, and they're talking about how much they admire his his looks, there is a psychic premonition in this one coming up. <gasps> Are we there? Hold on. Sean and Gus notice the bounty hunter and fangirl. They ask him for tips, but he tells them to stay out of his way. Okay. What's the premonition? Um, So they they are talking about his leather vest they're wearing. He's wearing (laughs) and his, um, (laughs) this is the premonition right here, his Sean Cassidy hair. So the premonition is, um, now Mac, you know this, but I think our listeners probably do not. I recently just did a guest spot on a a new pilot for NBC that was created by former teen idol and my wife's first crush, Sean Cassidy. I didn't know if we could talk about it. I'm so glad we can. Okay, good, good. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to talk about. It's just, it's a small part in the pilot. But um, nonetheless, Sean and I, I did an episode a few years, a few months ago, uh, well, back in September of his show, New Amsterdam, and he and I became friends. So he wrote this character for me. Um, And he's such an amazing guy. He wrote it as a stroke survivor. 
Yeah, he wrote it for you. Yeah, he wrote it for me as a stroke survivor, so I don't have to worry about my arm being paralyzed and it's also walking right with up your alley. Up. Like this whole the whole show, I I read it. I mean, it's like right up your alley. It's so good. It's so good. I'm so happy for you. I'm so glad you brought it up. Um, but yeah, there's a Sean Cassidy reference, and lo and behold, Which, uh, lo and behold, here you are. <laughs> boom. Um, psychic premonition. Psych- psychic premonition. Okay, Sean and the gang watch a tape uh, from the crime scene, and Sean asks if his if he has a heart condition because he notices a bracelet on the perp. Yes, Tim. Okay. So another second premonition. Are you all ready for? I don't know if you guys are ready for another second that was premon- quick. premonition. There's a lot. That's Actually, they would say, "Man, you weren't ready for that." Oh, so the go on. so the at the presentation, the I'm talking about the perp, who is played by an actor named W. Earl Brown. Mm-hmm. He's great. And the reason this is a premonition is because Earl and I were together on Deadwood in like 2004. Yes. And the so that's not the premonition. That's a um. That's just something that happened in the past. But the premonition is Earl was the first of four amazing Deadwood actors to come to our show. Second being Jim Beaver and Brett Sexton, both of whom showed up in the High Noonish episode. That's right. They're so great. I think Earl is so good in this. And he's, well, he's a fellow Kentuckian. There you go. That's why. Got Kentucky blood. Those little Kentucky fairy dust. I love it. it. I love it. Okay. We learned the perp's cousin is a chef at a cheap restaurant. Sean says he knows the perp is there and then notices a person uh, in the staff-only section. The bounty hunter runs in and attacks, but the perp fights back with another headbutt. All of a sudden, the perp pops out of the back of the blueberry. He mentions he didn't kill the person, he just robbed them. Back at the station, Lassiter is thrilled that the bounty hunter got headbutted. Yes. Head up. I think I have have a psych first here. Oh. I I could be wrong, but in the car when Sean and Gus are driving with Earl... I think it's the first um, Labradoodle. Oh, my God. It is the first Labradoodle. I cannot believe I didn't write that down. Also. Which was a, which was always a runner between O'Hare and, and Sean. Yes. So it's definitely the first time I've ever heard of between Sean and Gus, Gus and Sean. I don't even think it started yet with uh, Sean and Juliet. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I it's so funny. I wrote down also dog, uh, bird instead of dog, because... You know, I believe at the time, Dog the Bounty Hunter was a was a thing. So I love that this was Bird. <laughs> I did not make that connection until just now. Well, I, I didn't really at the time, I don't think either. But now thinking back on it, I'm like, oh, of course, this was Dog the Bounty Hunter. Oh, my God, his name is Bird. Oh, my God, Andy Berman definitely did that on purpose. That's funny. 100%. You're working on a different level today, Maggie. <laughs> Yes. Um, Okay. Back at the station, the perp mentions he wants to check on his partner's whereabouts and somehow handcuffs Sean and Gus to the blueberry. Sean decides to stop at the place the guy mentioned earlier. Turns out it's a boat. Yes. There is some horrible police work on Laster's part here. So the boys are all in in the parking lot. Laster bursts out of the police station. Really bad cop gun work here with his gun already drawn. Oh, yeah. And I saw that. I was like, I would never do that. What is what's happening? Why here? would we have our guns drawn? That's hor- horribly dangerous. I mean, I, the only the only way I can get away with this because we knew that there was someone with a gun in the parking lot. Yeah, he was a per. I mean, we were bringing in. I, I don't know. He wasn't handcuffed, right? So no, it's it's because Bird draws a gun on the boys. Oh, right, right. That's why. That's why. Right. 
Uh, the, da, 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 the bounty hunter from before. Okay, Sean decides to stop at the place like I mentioned earlier. Turns out it's a boat. They sneak around a bit and find the perp there as well. Yes. Massive psych premonition here, an actual premonition, not a six degrees of. As they're getting on the boat, they're a little scared of the boat, and Sean's, or Gus, uh, I think Sean says, makes a reference to Billy Zane in Dead Calm. Oh I wrote that down. And of course, too. Billy came to do our show years later. Yep. I literally wrote down Billy Zane. That's amazing. Okay. Bounty Hunter from before arrives and starts shooting at them. Henry calls asking if he's coming over for dinner. Perfect timing. They all hop. Thanks, Devin. That's cute. They all hop off the boat and have to swim back to the, uh, because the perp took their boat. Um, Which, th- this sorry. is the moment. Yeah. Another first. I think this is the first sh- James and Dulé go in English Bay. Jump in the Pacific Fully Ocean. Fully submerged. And then also when the absolute petition to never have to do that again also begins, I believe, right? I wouldn't say there was a petition. I would say there was a demand as stars of the show. And and I think there were executive producers, or they were producers on the show by then. So they're like, yeah, um, we're never going to that water again. (laughs) Yeah, that was a lot. Like I was, I was watching the scene. I was like, oh, this is some real action. It was really good. Um, and then the jump off the boat is the slow-mo jump is where we see rather clearly that James's amazing stunt double Byron is clearly not James Rod- Rodé Rodriguez no, jumping not. off the it boat. It is very clearly not. It's so funny. I was like, that's not James. That's really obviously not James. Um, okay. Sean and Gus arrive at the restaurant where the guy escaped earlier. Juliet sits alone in a booth, depressed, giving a quite saddening monologue okay, hang on um <laughs> show first show first yeah this scene which you are so good in oh. is the first time we re- that you really got some dramatic a dramatic scene to do yeah it really which was you which you so nailed which is obviously why they gave you so much more dramatic work in the season in the rest episodes ahead in the seasons oh seasons thanks tim yeah i no, love you killed this, this scene. scene i really did because you really got you really got to show off your acting chops in this one. I feel like I got a lot. I feel like Andy pushed me a lot. To be honest, I I felt like his episodes. He was he's very good at emotionally pushing our characters, and I feel like he in this one there was so much action and so much going on. I'm 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 grateful um, that he gave me that turn, and also you well, had to be there for me. Yeah. Well, because Andy's so smart that he recognized how immensely talented you were, and mm. you there wouldn't not utilizing those parts of your skills. Thanks, Tim. Well, it's true, Maggie. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite things about ButcherBox is that they are doing things in a more ethical, humane, and sustainable way. Meal prepping is difficult. ButcherBox makes it easy. ButcherBox is a subscription service that takes the guesswork out of finding high-quality meat. ButcherBox sources their meat from partners with the highest standards for quality. No more searching the grocery store for 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, wild-caught seafood, and more. Their sourcing decisions are made holistically, keeping the farmer, the planet, the animal, and your family in mind. I tell you guys, like, it is kind of the first thing I always look for, um, and I absolutely love that 
that they do this. You don't even have to think about it because all of the meat is of this higher quality. Every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meat right to your home. Free shipping for the continental United States. No antibiotics, no added hormones. Each box contains 8 to 14 pounds of meat, depending on the box you choose. That's enough for 24 individual meals. This is your chance to never have to shop for ground beef again. That is right. ButcherBox is giving new members free ground beef for life. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash pineapple and get two pounds of ground beef free in every order for the life of your membership. Did you all hear that? Log on to butcherbox.com slash pineapple to claim this deal. I am so glad something like this exists now. Before StoryWorth, years and years and years ago when my grandmother passed away, um, I came up with this list of questions and and made it into a little book of stories and things that I didn't know about her. It is to this day one of the most special. Honestly, the, the book itself is special, but also the memory of sort of going through that with her was, uh, it's one of my most favorite memories. And for my mom, I thought I knew my mother, you know, better than anyone. One day we were chatting and I heard a story I hadn't heard before, which got me wondering how many other stories do I not know? That's why I got her StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones connect through sharing stories and memories and preserves them for years to come. Each week, StoryWorth emails your mom a thought-provoking question of your choice from a vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you've never thought of, like, what's some of the best advice your mother gave you? Or if you were to do it all over, what would you do differently? I've really enjoyed reading my mom's answers to these questions. I've discovered stories and memories I never heard about, and I learned new things um, and stories I thought I already knew. After one year, StoryWorth compiles all those questions and stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book the whole family can share for generations. This, to me, is invaluable. I have a box of things that I, it's literally like what I save in a fire. Um, (laughs) The first thing I get, I'm like, if I have this box, I have everything I need. And this will go in that box. It's so special. Give all the moms in your life a meaningful gift you'll both cherish for years. Story worth. Right now, for a limited time, you'll save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash pineapple. That's S-T-O-R-Y W-O-R-T-H dot com slash pineapple to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash pineapple. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Oh, and while the boys are outside, at one point they're having a, the boys are having a back and forth about um, I can't remember what the de- detail was, but Sean gives a, a shout out to War Games, which was a John Badham film. I think it's don't make you're gonna get as mad as the time I gave away the ending to War Games, but it was, I just noticed that War Games reference to Badham. Oh, that's cute. I love when we do stuff like that. Um, oh, this is where I, I don't know where this is exactly. 
But uh, yeah, that's what I, to, to, to detectives do it with a chalk outline. Um, I wrote that down here. Huh. Um, Sean and Gus look through the evidence Jules has on the table, had on the table and decide to check out a biker bar. Sean and Gus arrive at the bar and eventually get held up with chains upside down. The perp helps them out and says he'll go with them if they can prove he's innocent. They take the perp to Henry's house. Classic Sean Hyderoo. <laughs> 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 Devin, thank you. Uh, that's so cute. Um, in order for Henry to let them stay, Sean claims the perp is an old camp counselor. Gus and Sean arrive at a parking garage and find the perps. Okay, can we talk about the song for a second? Go on. Another Tim. second premonition. So when when Henry is questioning our perp about what his job as a camp counselor was, he says drum and music. And IRL, Earl's a really an amazing m- musician. Is he really? And it, oh, he's a great musician. Yeah, in fact, he would always he traveled with with a, a small with his guitar all the time. So I remember him sitting in his trailers, pl- playing guitar and singing. Oh my god, I think I remember that. He brought it to our show. Yeah, he did. He yeah. No, I was talking about when he would bring. He brought it to the site. Yeah. No, he was. He was. Uh, oh, I didn't realize that. I was going to say he has a really good voice. And we'll talk about the credits in a second. The end credits. Uh, yeah, no, that too. <laughs> yeah, I think I think actually he he uh, sings out and out and about and. Like real professional musician stuff. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, he's so good. I wrote that down a few times. Uh, Gus and Sean arrive at a parking garage and find the perp's partner dead. And of course, the bounty hunter arrives, takes the perp, and speeds off. Because he was murdered. (laughs) He was. Sean wafts the dead body and needs Gus's help, but Gus won't leave the car. He claims he needs the super sniffer. Gus, of course, recognizes the smell. This was also I wrote I wrote this down too about Gus's uh, Gus bringing his skills to actually solving a crime. Uh, Sean and Gus arrive at the station and pretend that they have money in a briefcase to entice the bounty hunter. They exchange the perp for a briefcase of cotton swabs. Juliet and Lassiter take him into custody because he pulled his gun on Sean and Gus in front of a police station. After that snafu. <laughs> Devin. Jules and Lassie take the perp uh, to custody as well, but Sean and Gus interrupt everyone, mentioning they have the wrong guy. This is why this is really special that Earl was on the show for me. Because as um, as Lassie arrests the bad guy, it was incredibly satisfying for Tim, the actor, because Earl, the actor, his character killed my character, Brom, dear Brom Garrett in Deadwood. Oh. And got away with it. So there was a little sweet uh, karmic justice of me getting to take this guy into custody That's... for murder because he murdered me. And if you haven't seen the first four episodes of Deadwood, and I'm giving this as a spoiler, what if, what is wrong with you? What have you been doing? It's one of the greatest American television shows ever made. I love Deadwood so much. Didn't they make a movie? Wait, did the movie come out? Did I miss all this? They, yeah, they did make a movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, the movie's out. The movie's out. Oh. Um, okay. This time there's been a double murder. And the oh, this hang on, hang a, a on. double what? This time there's been a double murder. And the murderer was the husband <laughs> from earlier. After the case is solved, Juliet thanks Sean for his help. He then puts his hand on her shoulder and says, "That's what friends are for." Then oh, oh my God, this is the close talking scene, right? Devin's Devin wrote. Then the moment we've all been waiting for. Almost happens. <laughs> I think I wrote that too. The, I think I, that's literally in my notes. In my notes, that's funny. the moment we've all been waiting for. This was a um, watching this back. I was like, this was actually a really hot moment. 
Um, it, it, it was actually. Oh, I have to call out one of my favorite lines in, in the whole episode. I cannot believe I didn't say that. I have the Tiki Hama song. Oh, oh, Henry uses a salt shaker the wrong way. I wrote that down in the scene. He has a, a salt grinder and he uses the wrong side of his. Right. <laughs> I wrote that down. But no, um, uh, there is a moment where I, uh, Sean says, duck, it's bird. <laughs> I missed that again. And I'm like, again, uh, between between James and Andy, I don't know who came up with that, but it made me, I had to press pause. It made me laugh out loud. Okay. The runner of every time someone says they're about to retire, Sean oh. yells duck because people always get shot. Yes. Then. That was also very funny. Um, okay, wait. Okay, back to the moment we've all been waiting for. Uh, Sean and Juliet steamily, steamily get face to face, almost about to kiss, but unfortunately only close talk. They bid their adieus. Oh, Devin. And then Julia goes back to timing herself, assembling her gun. I'm going to throw in. That's not an unfortunately. I actually think the scene, as you described it, Tim, and and pr properly described steamily, I think it uh, there was something kind of uh, more charged about the close talking versus the kiss. It made the build up to the future, uh, I think, even better. But yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. I think in the moment it was a like a oh it's gonna happen it's gonna happen, and so there was a little letdown. But in the end, one it's one of my oh I came up with a word. <laughs> <laughs> that I was really proud of. You're right. I was on fire. I may have been drinking wine while I was watching this episode last night. Um, but uh, for when we have these like iconic kind of moments, and I felt like that was one of them, psychonic. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. So, the, my God, you should co-host a podcast <laughs> with a brand with a brand that works like that. I was like, this isn't offensive, right? There's nothing wrong with this word. I don't think there is. And then I was like, no, I don't think there is. This is like, this is so. When we have these moments, these like big, big uh, moments, they're psychonic. It's a psychonic moment. Or that I, I like premonition too, though, because that feels very psychic. E, you know, psychics have premonitions. But if we we can try on we can try on psychonic for a little while and see how we're feeling about it. Um, I think that's most of my notes. Um, Tim, Maggie, fan questions. Bring this them is on. Hilarious. Did James and Julie get to jump off the boat, or did they have to use doubles? I mean, if you couldn't see it with your own eyes, <laughs> I wouldn't use the word "have to." <laughs> More like demanded. Yes. Yeah, it's true. Um, was there a version of the very close talking scene where Sean and Jules kissed? Mm. No. Was there? No. I don't think so. I don't think we were ever kissing this early in the series. I don't think so. There wouldn't have been an outtake where it just it just slipped. Unless we like really I mean we we were we were together I believe at this point. So, yeah. I I, I can't I can't remember where you guys were in your we could, we could have maybe had our own, uh, uh, we, we may have done a take just for us. <laughs> I don't know. I would think that after that close talking, you would have had to. <laughs> Probably. Anyway. <laughs> Can't just leave that hanging. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. What, who would make the best or worst bounty hunter in the cast? Who would make, let's start with the best. I don't know, Tim. I kind of think you would. Um, I was going to go with you. I think we should just partner up and be bounty hunters. 
I like that answer so much better. And that, that would be a much better show. That would be, oh, Sykes spinoff. Jules and Lassie. Bounty hunters. Um, bounty hunters. What, who would make the worst? Who would make the worst? Who would make the worst bounty hunter? I don't know. Um, I'm just going to say Sage because he's so tall. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he he would definitely be They'd noticeable. They'd seem coming from a, a mile away. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, were, where were the boat scenes filmed? They were in English Bay, right? Yeah, it felt like that was English Bay. Yeah. Was the... Um, yeah. Or... No, it could have been um, Deep Cove. Yeah. Or Northwest Vancouver, where the... Um, where the, the ferry terminal is. Horseshoe Bay. Oh, Horseshoe Bay. Yeah, it could have been out there too. Either way, it's cold. I think I remember how uh, cold that day was for them. Weren't they really cold? And didn't James... I think James got sick. James has had really bad luck with water on our show. <laughs> yeah. There was one episode where it was all on a boat and he, he had to basically get in the bottom of the boat because he got so seasick. Yeah. He has a hard time. He had a hard time on the boats. Um... And I feel like they kept writing it, writing boats in, and that's when I think they were like, "Okay." <laughs> and I feel like Batam Batam always directed our boat episodes for some reason. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, the action stuff. Um, was the wink between Sean and Jules improvised? I'm gonna go with no because the wink was such a part of the. I don't remember, but it was such a part of the episode that I feel like Andy would have written that in on purpose because it's so sweet, and Andy always nailed the sweet. Sweetness, and there's another sweet moment where you 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 get you mouth thank you to him again. I lo- I loved that. I you know it's funny. There was like a real softness between Juliet and Sean in this episode, and I feel like there's been some flirtation, and there's been like a little you know. But this this was the time. This was the first time it was like some real vulnerable connection versus like just some funny. Um, I don't know, bits between us. I actually, like, I lean on them and he's there for me. I don't know. It was really, I, I thought this was all really sweet, of course. I would um, offer that it really comes down to being anchored in that cafe scene where you're so vulnerable and wonderful. And he's he shows up in there for you too and you sort of see him in a different light. Thanks. Other than just the, the goofy dude who's kind of cute and flirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he He steps, he steps up. Um, did James and Julie actually hang upside down? I believe so. That's them. I think they probably didn't do it for the whole day, but I know at one point when the camera is there, uh, it pulls back and it's them hanging upside down. Oh, I know. They did have to hang upside down. I remember them talking about it. I gotta say, hanging upside down is, um, intensely uncomfortable on camera. I know only because once I was, I was murdered on Deadwood by Earl Brown. I had to be slung over a, over a mule and br- my body was brought back into camp and I was kind of upside down on this mule for Oof. a long time and all the blood rushes to your head. It's not a fun experience. That, that doesn't sound fun. We also have another funny story and hopefully we'll have her on Franca Patente. Oh, I, remember, I was just going to say yeah. Franca did it in, in her amazing episode. And then, well, there was also, there's more to that, that uh, we were hanging her upside down and it's so funny. Uh, but I'm just going to say that much at this point and we'll try to get her on for the the Born episode. Uh, and then Derek, her husband, does our Bachelor uh, episode. And, and doesn't he come back? I think he even comes back again. Or Lindsay Sloan, I know. Comes, anyway, we'll get to all of those people at some point. But Well, um, Lindsay's in Black and Tan, right? Um, I feel like Lindsay's in a few. Lindsay's also in The Bachelor oh, no, episode. I'm, 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 thinking, I'm thinking Melanie. Yes, Melanie's in Black and Tan, and I want to, I, we have to, I would love to have her on for that episode. 
but um, I'm just so happy to see she's getting so much um, recognition right now, and she's so talented. Money Linsky, we're talking about everybody. Money Linsky, yeah, she was on Yellow Jackets this year, but I mean, she's just done such incredible. She's on work. fire right now. On fire, and what's crazy? It's funny because like she's been on fire, or at least like she's so good and has been for so long. It's just, um, it's funny that after this like long, very long career that she's had, that it's, it's now she's, I'm just so happy for her, but I feel like I was like texting with a friend last night. I mean, yeah, I'm like, it's overdue, overdue for Melanie Linsky. And I love it. Yeah. And she's one of your besties, right? Like, I mean, she's your puppet. My, I call her my, my soulmate bestie. Yeah. She's, she's a, she's the greatest, but we have a very funny story because black and tan, well, we'll save it for black and tan, but that's sort of where we, as we say, we fell in love. Uh, anything else you want to add about bounty hunters? Um, I think that's it. I mean, if I cannot pull any more um, six degrees out. You've not that they're you're doing really well, Tim. I feel like it's always a way to highlight me in my career. <laughs> so it's a little, it's a little self serving at times, but I'm an I'm an arrogant actor. What do you get? What do you want? Yes, bring it. I'm like I'm just so happy you mentioned the pilot because I've wanted to mention it for a bit, and then I was like, is it top secret? And you were like, I don't know. So now I'm so happy it's out there. Everyone knows. I cannot wait to see it. Oh, and it's it's called Unbroken, everybody. So just hope that NBC's pick picks up Unbroken. Um, I'm, I'm going to go do ADR for it this afternoon. In fact, are I'm you excited. Really? I might. I get to see a little bit of the scene. Oh my god! I, I am. Uh, you'll text me. I want to hear all about it. Um, uh, I love it. You'll be great. I'm. I loved that pilot too. It's just come on. It's horses. It's 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 right up your alley. It's so good. Um. Okay, Tim. I love you. Have so much fun at ADR. Okay. I love you, boy. Okay. That was episode Bye, nine. Everybody. Bounty Hunters. Bye. See you next week. What an incredible episode. Thank you, psychos, for the amazing questions and for listening to episode nine of The Psychologists Are In. We love you. You know we love you. We love you so much. Follow us on our Instagram at The Psychologists Are In and our Twitter at Psychologist Pod. We love you guys. I know I said that already three times, but I'm saying it again, and we will see you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.